Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's Flames Nation Radio, Season 2. It's October. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And Ryan and Shane are with you to help you make sense of all of it. How are you doing, Shane? I uh, had better days. Uh, it's been a rough week, but, uh, you know, we're, we're still kicking. Uh, watching yeah. Flames hockey. It's, It'd be nice to watch Flames hockey on an actual uh, broadcast instead of streaming from my phone. But other than that. Hey, hey <laughs> once, once we get past Friday, all 82 games are available in beautiful HD from uh, the lovely people. At Sportsnet. Uh, it's been an interesting couple days. Before we j- dive into everything, as usual, uh, Flames Nation Radio is brought to you by the lovely folks at DoorDash and by Eau Claire Distillery's Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. It's been, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, uh, immediately following the Flames 5 nothing loss to the Winnipeg Jets. First of all, our only thoughts on the 5 nothing loss to the Winnipeg Jets was sometimes you go to work, folks, and you're just not feeling it. And the Calgary Flames looked like they they just weren't feeling it. They had a, a decent enough start, and then it got away from them. Um, five Eight, when they gave five goals, uh, three of them on Jets power plays, mm-hmm. and the fourth one comes directly after a, a fairly disorganized and subpar uh, Flames power play. And Dominic right. Tonato got a, a breakaway, and he beat he beat Dustin Wolf. So I mean, they made it very easy for you to do your post game review. And have it ready for the second. I game. I didn't I didn't need to put in any goal gifts. Uh, Robert <laughs> yeah. Terenjot didn't need to get me you know anything real because there's nothing you know. Vladar was good. Uh, I had my girlfriend. Uh, my girlfriend multiple times was like, "Are you okay? Are you gonna fall asleep?" I'm like, um, "I might." It was. Like, it's it's a Wednesday preseason game of Winnipeg. Third, you're down five nothing in the third period in Winnipeg. You're not gonna try and get hurt. Like, not necessarily anyways, but, I mean, it did get a little gritty in the third, but <laughs> Zad, Dog, uh, Zad Dog might get a call from someone. <laughs> might get a, have to pay. Yeah, someone. it's, it's when, when you're in the dog days of preseason, folks, I'll just rem- remind you this. It was a crappy, random weeknight preseason game against Winnipeg that got Blake Coleman suspended last year. So mm-hmm. we're just saying, if you're going to go to Winnipeg and not play particularly well, just try not to get hurt or suspended. Uh, so that's that's all the commentary we have on a game that didn't really warrant a lot of commentary. Uh, it's been a, a big day and a big week uh, for us uh, at the Nation family. We're excited to welcome uh, the Barn Burner crew to uh, to the Nation family. Uh, Love it. Dean Mulberg, uh, aka Boomer, Ryan Pinder, and uh, Rhett Warner are joining our family. They're going to be 
you know, our buddy Princey recruited them for the content side. So uh, if uh, basically if you're a Flames fan and you want to get uh, get more good content in your ear holes, your eye holes, or any Basically, if you want to experience it using whatever senses you feel like experiencing your sports content through, we have daily Monday to Friday video content from those guys. Start live at 1030. Uh, it's an yeah. hour and a half uh, from 1030 to noon on uh, our YouTube channel, the Nation Network YouTube channel, which hosts all of our uh, video content. In addition, uh, if you can't watch it, well, if you can't watch it on YouTube, it's on Facebook and the, the flames nation twitter account so mm -hmm. whichever way is your way of experiencing it live cool if you happen to be at a position at your job life whatever that you can't watch it live it'll be it'll be uh, archived as a podcast and on our youtube channel right afterwards so uh if you're a fan of any of the other nation teams again no judgment uh canucks conversation on the canucks army channel is daily uh i believe it's leafs morning something yeah with uh with, with, with uh, Nick Alberga. Alberga. yeah, he, yeah. so that's that about him too yeah every day for every day Monday to Friday at least content uh Oilers Nation every day with uh, Tyler Ramchuk and, and a rotating cast of characters so basically uh if you're a, a fan of one of the nation teams uh especially the Flames it's an exciting time so uh quick rundown if you're if you're, in addition to uh the burn burner you have Flames Nation Radio with me and Shane you have uh shot down in Flames with uh, a whole rotating crew, of, rotating cast of characters, a motley it. crew of characters. Shane made a, an appearance to class the place up this week. He did. What I just he wanted could. to rant. I just wanted to rant. <laughs> he did what he could, and of course, Flames, uh, Flames Nation Live. So uh, we have a ton of cool stuff, uh, and I and believe it was announced I'll be appearing on the radio more often than usual. Uh, so. If you if you're hoping to escape uh, the nation family in your media diet, I'm sorry. I don't think that's possible this year. I apologize. But if you We're like it, hooray. flooding the market, folks, with tons of so, quality content. Boomer and Pinder without censorship. Well, somewhat censored, but without Pr censorship, Prince will do what he can to keep them on the rails. But he's only one man. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's, it's it's not at six a.m. It's at 1030. So you, you yeah, being able, I'm to sure it. everybody loves being able to sleep in, but yeah, so it's, it's an exciting time. So uh, we, you know, uh, we couldn't do any of this without uh, a, the support of you lovely fans. Uh, if you guys weren't here listening, reading, commenting, ranting, raving, tweeting, commenting, whatever, then there'd be no point in us doing this. So we're really appreciative of uh, you giving us your time, your energy, your passion. Uh, and also, you know, without saying this, this will be very self-serving, but we have uh, really, really good support from our, uh, our parents at uh, Playmaker Capital. Uh, they, you hear, this will be a little bit inside baseball kids, but you hear horror stories about big companies buying media companies and then things go off the rails because they don't get why they were working. And I'll say this, uh, Playmaker is not one of those companies. No, they uh, rock, dude. Yeah, they, and <laughs> they, again, they this is very self-serving because Shane and I, uh, you know. <laughs> they pay us. <laughs> yeah, this is, to, to steal a John Oliver phrase, they're our business daddy, but they're 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 nice parents. Uh, we, we enjoy our parents. So, but especially, you know, but self-serving is to thank our, thank our corporate overlords. Uh, it's all about the fans. So we hope you guys, uh, are as excited for this coming season as we are. Uh, 
it's gonna be a long season so at sometimes we'll be recording these things late and Shane and I will look various degrees of haggard I apologize in advance all I can say is if we look like shit there's always the podcast you don't have to look at us if you don't yeah, need to just, if, if and, you don't want to look you know, at us just do the Spotify and not the YouTube we're good to go yeah we'll we'll, we'll try to warn you guys in the, in the titles of the podcast episodes if we think we look horrible they're gonna want to tune in uh, to the November first November episode but we'll get that we'll get to that in November we'll get to that in November so as of right now uh, we are basically uh, eight days out from the flames beginning their season against Colorado Avalanche at home we will record that next week yeah we'll record we're going to record a preview podcast uh, for the home opener slash season opener this time next week but in the interim the flames got some decisions to make Shane mm-hmm. uh, so we figured awesome. folks we're going to go position by position, player by player. There's 28 players left in Flames camp. Jeremy Poirier was the most recent cut. Uh, so the Flames are down to 20, not, 28 players. That's three goaltenders, nine uh, defensemen. And they have, if my math is correct, 16 forwards. So they got some decisions to make. We're not including Oliver Shillington. Before we get mm-hmm. into it, we don't have any information about Oliver Shillington. We have no we have nothing new to say with Oliver Shillington outside of we hope uh, we hope he he you know gets back soon because he's a good hockey player and uh, that's essentially it. Uh, but the 28 does not include Oliver Shillington. Uh, in the event, the likely event that Oliver Shillington is unavailable for the first games of the season, as in we hit Monday, uh, the October 10th, 3 p.m. is when the Flames need to file a cap compliant roster with the nhl at 3 p.m so they need to do the they have to either be between 20 and 23 active players if oliver shillington is still unavailable and we have one preseason game left so we're operating on the assumption oliver shillington will not begin the season for the flames more likely than not he will be declared non-roster but he will count against the cap it's essentially like when a player is injured because shillington was on the nhl roster for all of last season that's the way they do it. They the, Typically what they do it is they prorate it based on if you played a certain number of games or were on the NHL roster for a certain number of days. There's no proration. He was on the NHL roster for the full season. So he is full. Unless, unless the Flames somehow you know have a, a wizard come down and say, you got a cap exemption, which it, that will see, never happen. I don't see it <laughs> happening. I've been they don't hand them out very you, you know, I I'm I've been talking to people from teams i've been talking to people who run uh, various cap uh, empires and just going like is there any way that there's that there's they get out of the cap pit it's extremely unlikely uh the way travis hamannick was uh non-roster with the canucks a couple years ago they tried to get they tried to get an exemption and then just they couldn't suspend him and then it it got weird then they had to waive him it was a mess uh and then uh, also with Dustin Bufflin a couple of years ago with Winnipeg, they tried to suspend him for not reporting. And then he was like, I didn't report because I'm injured. And that became a mess. So the long of no, the short of it is, if you're trying to get out of a cap hit on a non-roster player, it's messy and it's not worth the hassle. And it's just long story short, for various reasons, we're pretty sure he's going to, his cap hit's going to count. Yeah. Which like- complicates the rest of this discussion but we'll get into the cap of it all in a little bit what shane and i are going to do is we're going to go position by position starting with the goaltenders uh then moving our way up to d and forwards and we're going to tell you who's still in camp 
and if they have a chance of making the team and why or why not. And we'll start with the goaltenders because there were where you like to start off easy. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. So, so there are three goalies <laughs> on the roster right now. Uh, the goaltenders are, see if I can remember this. The goaltenders are Jacob Markstrom, who was second in Vesna voting last year. Dan Vildar, who's on a league minimum contract. And I believe has stopped like all but three shots at even strength at, uh, in the preseason. He's been unreal. <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been very good. And also, uh, who's the third guy? Oh, Dustin Rating, Wolf, the reigning AHL goaltender of the year. I was going to say, you, you got to say reigning AHL goaltender of the year. It doesn't count. It's his first name. It's his first name now. So yeah. um, here's the gist. Markstrom, second in Vesna voting. He's a lock. He's, there's no way. If his arms and legs fell off, he'd probably still make the team. Yeah. Vladar, league minimum, needs waivers and, to go and down. And camp of anybody, too. Yeah. He, he, of, of any player of any role the Flames, he probably – yeah, so I think let's not let's not belabor the point. Markstrom is very good. Vladar is the best goalie in camp slash best player in camp. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't really know what, the, what else there is to it. Uh, Dustin You're Wolf deep, doesn't dude. need waivers to go down. He's going to be the uncontested number one goaltender for the Heat this or the Wranglers this year. Uh, I'm going to keep saying Heat until I die. Uh, but yeah, so goal the uh, defense or goaltenders is easy. It's Markstrom and Vladar uh, and. Wolf will get cut. That brings them down to 27 bodies. Now it gets fun. So now it's let's go. Now it's the so, what works and what doesn't. <laughs> so, for, for, so let's go through the defensemen. So here are the guys. Let's go. Okay. Let's let me think this way. Okay. So guys will definitely be on the team. Let's start with the easy five. one. There's five that are for sure on the team. Yeah. So they are Hannafin, Anderson, Sidorov, Uyghur, Hanif. Easy guys, all on one way deals all locks veterans it's, experienced and then it's just sort of question of okay you're gonna have for cap reasons well let's let's get into the, those five first so you have tanev who can play he always plays he, tanev and anderson are locks on the right uh lindholm and zadorov are locks on the left and then you have Uyghur who can flop back and forth depending on really where how you want who do you want to play with and i think daryl sutter's been commenting and we saw in the game against winnipeg he basically just shuffled up the pairings entirely because i think he wanted to sort of see some different looks partially i think all of us were sort of fantasy booking a Uyghur tan of pairing want to see how it looked it was pretty decent it was decent but it was a game where the whole team kind of looked discombobulated so it's not really it's kind of tough to fit to make assessments about if it works or not it's not a perfect puzzle Pete. like it's like it, it doesn't just like it's not like you can look at it and go okay that's what it's going to be like, like a lot of teams, you can look at their decor and you go, okay, that's what it's going to be. Those are who's going to pair with who these guys are going to get top four minutes. Calgary's got five. Like he, Sutter said he's impressed with Zadarov's camp. Oh, he's been really Ideally, good. Zadarov's your, your third pair guy, but he said he was pushing for upper minutes and he's been testing them out with Uyghur as a pair. Uh, he tested him out with Anderson. Um, it's very interesting. Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson to me just works so well. I kind of want them to stay together. Like it just like it works well. They work off each other. They played together for multiple seasons, full season last year. Well, that's that's. A, but then you take but then you take ice time away from the I new think guy. He, and here's here's the challenge for me. Here's the challenge Hard. for me. Uh, so of the guys who aren't locks, uh, was there's Valamanki, Mackie, Stone, and Maloche. Yep. I think Stone had the best camp of all of them offensively. Yep. I really like Maloche. I, I I've noticed Stone's 
Stone's been lacking in his coverage lately. He's like, like that against uh, Seattle, that Burkowski goal, he was caught in no man's land or not goal. Burkowski is left all alone in front of the net. Uh, there's a couple tapping goals. He was, he's, he's up too high in the crease. Uh, Noah Hannafin had a pretty bad giveaway, Dave. We're going to talk about Like, I, I think, um, I think if, if you have the cap space, if you have cap space to carry seven, Stone's your seven because he can come in and when somebody gets hurt, you can shelter him and just give him PP time if you need to. So that, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. But if, if the idea is you're looking to put the, together the best three pairs, I kind of lean Maloche. Yes, yeah, I think Maloche, you get the left, yeah. right. And then you go Uyghur, Tanev, and Hannafin Anderson. And then when Shillington's back, maybe you, maybe you shuffle it up again and sort of get a, a sense of – but if the idea is for game – if the idea is you're going to have a tough first week or so of games with Colorado and Edmonton right out the gate – Maloche and Zadorov are steady in their own end, and it gives you the ability to use the other two guys against Edmonton's best players. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you need to do. So the other, the other thing is, if you add Maloche, it adds another right shot, and they're pretty right shot, like light, especially when you're you load Toffoli and Lindholm up on the front end. Like the rest of the lines, there's not a lot of right shots. So having one on the ice at any given time is is beneficial. It, it gives it gives in. you it gives you different looks and like. Like it you said, helps. like I, it really helps the blue line keep in possession in the zone. You don't have to like make a bad pass across your body and risk it going off someone's leg. You can just go up the boards and throw it back in. It's it's a safer thing to do. So it's, so here is here is my expectation based on how camp has gone so far. There's still a preseason game left, so we could look very foolish by Monday. Yeah, yeah. here's what I expect. I suspect that uh, Michael Stone ends up in the American Hockey League, one way or the other. I don't know if my guess is if I was the flames, I offer him a fairly hefty AHL contract. So you can avoid him going to waivers because he's good enough. Like say, if you sign him to a, a league minimum two a deal, I don't think he clears. I think someone takes him because he's useful and he's, he's a known quantity. Like for the reasons why the flames, you know, would claim a guy like Michael Stone. That's why that's why other teams would claim a guy like Michael Stone. Everyone saw the playoffs. Everyone knows what he can and can't do. But and he's if you're scored all preseason from yeah, like he's he's got that shot and he's a guy that if you're a team that sucks, as in a team high in the waiver priority, you look at Michael Stone and go, Yeah, why not? We could use a guy in the guy a PP specialist. He could easily fit on like ten different rosters as a regular NHL player. And but if if you're Stone, I don't think I don't think Stone wants to go anywhere else. Stone had off to stay in Calgary. Yeah. So if the idea is that you don't have the cast base to have him on the NHL roster full time yet, maybe you will later, but you don't right now. That and he wants to be around here. There's no salary cap in the AHL, and if the Flames are willing to pay him whatever they want yeah. to pay him to you can five, you can sign give him an HL deal. In the a. Like, yeah, like, you can give I, him a 500,000. Brett Sutter is not getting poor playing in the AHL. <laughs> yeah, he's – well, and they named – I think uh, – what's his name? Kale called He's not officially captain. named captain yet, but Brett Sutter is going to be the captain. Yeah. So, but if the idea is – if the idea is you want to have Stone ready, you can sign him to an AHL deal until no. the cap complications deal with themselves – and then maybe he's your maybe he ends up being your seven after all this tricks out. But I think it's kind of like a Spets in Toronto the other year. Like they, there was speculation that they, they were going to waive him, and Spets publicly said, "No, I'm at the end of my career. I just want to play in Toronto." Don't yeah, he, he flat out said, "If if if I'm if I'm claimed, I'm retired." And and I think it's this kind of the same thing. With Stone, I think if they sign him, it's very clear that he wants to stay in Calgary. I think a lot of teams will just go, "Okay, 
you can just, if you want to just stay in Calgary and play in Calgary, whether it's for the Wranglers or the Flames, you go ahead. I think a lot of teams would contact his agent first. They'd be like, hey, he's on waivers. Is he willing to come to New Jersey or something? Well, the, 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 I think the problem is Michael Stone had other offers. And he, he did. said yeah, he did. no thank you to the other offers because he wanted to be in the in, around Calgary. Like his family's from here. So he you lives know, here. It's his home. Yeah. I, so I, I think the Flames are savvy enough and also creative enough that I think Michael Stone will end up being the AHL for Calgary at some point. He probably ends up being the NHL for Calgary at some point. But I also think they're kind of worried about losing him potentially on waivers. So I think they're, I think that's going to be well, a complication. Um, here's I the other. The here's the other league is looking at. I think the entire league is looking at Calgary waiting because I think we're going to lose a guy on waivers no matter what. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing. So the guys, the, the guys we don't have make like I. I think we both have the same five guys making the team, and I. I I'm a Malosh guy. As I think our six, six, I think our six is the same too. I'm I'm Malosh. I don't know if they I think carry our seven. seven. I think our seven's different. I don't know if they carry a seven for cap reasons. I think they want to stash mm. some money away. So I think if the Flames, assuming you know they they release. Let's say they release Stone from his PTO and sign into an AHL deal for now, and then they well, then they, they avoid that for now, and they avoid the waivers thing. But yeah. then Valimaki carries. Uh, Musa mm-hmm. Valimaki is making one point five five million against the salary cap, uh, and you're allowed to bury. I believe it's one point oh seven five or something like that. Basically, mm-hmm. when you waive him and send him down, his cap hit in the NHL is still four hundred twenty five thousand dollars to not play in the NHL. So you're basically burning off a half million dollars of a guy who the flames would say no thank you to. And if you're, if you're talking about maybe trading for Valimaki or maybe claiming off waivers, one, if you're claiming off waivers, you better have a roster spot for him. And if you're claiming him off waivers or trading for him, you damn well sure better think he's an NHL defenseman because otherwise he puts that hole into your cap. And well, I don't think I'll take it around it. If he does get claimed, then any point in time throughout the year, if that team that claims him goes to send him down again, Calgary can put him directly into the American hockey. <sighs> but they'd still same have thing to eat that happened with. I looked they, it all up still, with the corner. They'd still have to. They'd still have to eat the the cap hit. They still have to eat the cap hit. Yes, I don't think they want to eat the cap hit. I don't. I don't think they would either. But they. He's not. He's not in their top seven. He's not even their top eight D. There's there's eight guys in I, camp. That I, don't play. I would say I would say Mackie of the lefties is better. Yep. Well, no. As uh, if we go through it, then like if the, we talked about the main five guys and there's four left. Malosh, Mackey, and Stone have all outplayed Val Mackey. And yep. Yep. you know what? Like, it, it's not, and you know, we can say everything about his, his, uh, him getting hurt and everything like that, but it's not physical attributes that's contributing to this. It's his lack of awareness in the ice. It, it really, it's, he's not, not in the right spot. He's making bad reads. He's pinching at the wrong time. He's yep. just not played like an NHL defender that wants to play. Now, could he go play in Arizona and thrive? Yeah, because they're a running gun team. Maybe he'd get points. He would certainly make a career. I, do, of himself. Do, you, do you think he hits their? Do you think he breaks their top six? I mean, we were just talking about Philly earlier. I think he could break their top six, but I mean, I I don't know. Like like, and and that that's the, that's the thing to me. Like, if you're if you're gonna be claiming or trading for a guy who has a a cap hit not playing in the NHL like right now like as as it stands with the roster that Shane and I've sort of mocked up you're the flames and you're starting with nearly three million dollars of defensemen with cap hits that won't play for you mm-hmm. and that's a I mean one of them you have no control over because it's just an unfortunate situation that a player is dealing with yeah. the other one is simply guy ain't good enough and well I got a question a challenge I got a question for you 
uh, end of next year, do you qualify him at 1.55 million? No, you can't. He's, what if he accepts it? Then you're stuck paying that for another year. Like, well, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't he? Accept he's got no arm case, especially but, if he, like, especially if he plays in the minors. Like, like you're not going to get anything more than a, a contract that can okay, be buried. So the, 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 the qualifying offer rules are basically, I believe with the amount of he's making, he's he an AHL defenseman right now. And he'd be getting 1.55 million as his QO in a one way. So right away, that's a no, that's an easy no. We're getting, yeah, to, yeah. we're getting our hair ourselves. Those are 2023 problems. But in terms of the 2022 problems, like I, I what? think they, I think that plays, that plays a factor for me in this season. Like if, like if you're not going to qualify him and at that point you'd lose him, he'd be a free agent for nothing. Then why, why does it matter if we lose him on waivers? Like, like that's what but, I'm trying to get to the yeah, public. I think I agree with you, but I also don't think anyone claims him off waivers. I also don't think, I think so. the cap, the cap hit, especially a good team. They're not going to, they don't have the cap space. They, they don't have the ability to take him on. They need league men players. And if he is claimed by a team, <laughs> and, it's someone that's and this will, Chicago. This will, this will sound really mean. And I love you. You so I, I, covered you so his whole career as a pro if you're a bad team and you have cap space to claim you so i think you can spend that money better or i think you think you can spend that money better you probably have young cheap project players on your third pair in the nhl if you're a bad team yeah well i mean when think think of all the other top end reclamation projects that have gone through calgary sven berchi didn't work out hunter shin carrick didn't work out uh for, for lots of other reasons a lot of top drafted players uh when they when you so are what's his name uh, he's vancouver uh was taken just before kachuk you levy you levy got waived the other day he was a fifth overall draft pick like like sometimes these guys just don't work out and and unfortunately for val Mackey's situation he did lose that two prime years the two most important years you need to develop a player and flames didn't have the right coach in the place at the right time yeah. and I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll Stop. say two. I'll say the same thing that I said when uh, Sven Berchi got traded. I really like Sven, and it would have yeah. been like I think. I think the problem is for Sven is Sven just had like the worst, the worst injury luck. He had concussion problems, and once your brain ain't right, it's tough. Oh, like yeah. if you once you get a brain injury, and the for those of you who uh, who were watching the the NFL the last couple weeks, getting. Sure. Getting your head crushed, it messes you up, and it takes a while for you to be right again. And especially getting a couple, uh, the term used in the in the medical field is TBI, traumatic brain injury. Traumatic. Yeah, that's it's it's just bad business. It's it's just it's just not. That good was, that so was Sven, bad Sven Sven had horrible injury luck. Michael Furland had horrible injury luck. But you know, there if. For especially for young players who are still trying to find their way, you know, I'm sure even not when they play, you know, the Flames, but I'm sure even the Flames brass would say that they'd be rooting for good people who have to move on to other organizations to find their way. I mean, I think the Flames are pretty excited to see Sam Bennett have success as long as it was against Calgary because he (laughs) was why he's out east. (laughs) Sam Bennett was slotted into a he, he was put into a box by the Flames, and I think I think the Flames saw enough of him in specific instances to have a, a, an impression of him cemented. And I think Sam didn't think that's what he was. And so he had to go somewhere else to become something else. And I think so, this, this same thing might happen to, uh, to you. So, but I just, I, 
what, well, what we have. We have that's we have a the, good point, though. The, because... the three guys we have not making the team out of camp uh, left on D Stone, we already talked about Mackie, who I $913,000 cap hit for a guy who's pretty good. It's your seventh D, though. Like, like that's the same. Like, he, if you want to save money, he'd be your he'd be your seven if you. But is he seven. is he a better seven? Like, that's the thing when I think of waivers. Is he better seven on any other team? Like, is he is he bumping anybody? No, he he doesn't have these. And that's he doesn't have this is this is the calculus I'm trying to do in my head in terms he's of just steady. Like he like he doesn't like that's okay, what I like. About here's Mackie. here's a question he for you. Stand out. Here's a question for you. Are you more likely to use to lose Mackie off waivers? on the day before the season opens or two weeks into the season two weeks into the season so i think I, yeah and that's why that's, that's why i think they do they try to push them through an operation dumbo drop where everyone ever all everyone's 13th 14th 15th forward and sixth and seventh and eighth defenseman gets pushed through at once well i think they're gonna do cuts tomorrow is it either tomorrow or friday like they only got one preseason game left and then it's done wolf's gonna go down like no surprise like this this his role. I, I think they keep Wolf around for another day or so of practices, and then they, and he goes down on. Uh, yeah, but but like the D, they need to sort that out, and then we'll get. I think we're about to get into the forwards here because there's a lot of topics to talk about on forward. Yeah. So yeah. So like, anyway, anyway, I think we I think we figured out the six D, and then like I think the 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 interesting thing will be how the three guys that don't make the team are handled because two of them have definite NHL value, and one cool. of them. I think Yuso is going. I think Yuso has, still has a ton of potential. I think he's he hasn't played a lot of pro, and I think he hasn't really shown what he can be. Well, it's I don't good, know if he's going to do that here, though. The other thing is, it's a good reminder to the listeners to remind if they clear waivers, they don't have to clear for another thirty days. So, so they don't have to wait. clear for another thirty days spent on the NHL roster. Yeah. So so that's yeah aggregate like aggregate they could spend 10 go back down come up spend 20 and then need waivers right so if Mackie, balamaki all both clear well then if and they're just running 60 and an injury happens well two things a the form team's not that far away anymore and b they don't have to go through waivers to go back down again so they're covered that's that's another benefit like if 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 the team wasn't in calgary you would have to keep a seventh d in the roster because yeah. they are, you, you can get away with. Well, re- realistically, realistically, what happens is, if someone if someone blows out an ankle in morning skate, if you if you were carrying six D, you got to call Stockton. They got to throw throw somebody in the back of a van, drive them to an airport, whichever airport has the fastest commercial flight to Calgary, throw them onto a plane, have them schlepped across the continent in commercial with their gear thrown into a plane. Yeah. Then you have to pick them at the airport, rush them to the arena, and they might make. They and might that's make without money. any flight delays. And that's yeah. without any flight delays or weather patterns make or anything like that. In Calgary, it's 20 minutes from Winsport. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> it's like, hey, instead of driving to this arena this if morning, you, you want to come to the if dome? You, if you don't feel like sending an Uber for Connor Mackey uh, when the season starts to call him up, he, he can take the C train. He can yeah. take Calgary Transit. Right. I, I mapped it out. It takes an hour from transit from Windsport to, to uh, the Saddle Dome. So if you really hate Connor Mackey and decide to cheap out and be like, we're not sending a car for you, just take the bus. It takes an hour. So even worst case scenario of Connor Mackey taking the bus with his gear across town, he still makes it, you know, after morning skate with plenty of time. So So I think you're going to see a lot of, I think, and I think, you know, Brad touched on this one at the season opening press conference, he mentioned the cap implications of having a firm team in town. You're going to see a lot of guys, they're going to carry league minimum number of guys, 20 players, on off days if they can and then oh someone's up for a day because we need an extra guy for warm-up and then oh he goes back down and stuff like that so they're going to try to i think they're going to see a lot of guys on waivers on monday or sunday into monday uh and then they're going to try to squeeze as much service time as they can out of them you think baseball manipulates service time wait till you see this year baseball does so bad but that's right we're getting some service time smack into flames nation radio let's move on to forwards some of the decisions are really easy and some of the decisions are very complex uh let's briefly discuss the easy decisions so uh first line definitely first line set in stone locked in jonathan huberdo Elias lindholm Tyler defoley those guys are locked you might see some shuffling around a little bit but they're all on the roster for sure like they're not they're not going anywhere second line locks second three forwards for locks uh Andre Manjapani, Nazem Kadri, Dylan Dubé. Uh, mm-hmm. They might have been the best five-on-five forward line the Flames have put together in camp so far. Where they only played two games together, but they've both I've, been – both I've games, got, they were extremely noticeable. What the, we're done here, I've got quasi, for the quasi third line, and we've seen kind of different combinations. I think the third line is sort of the question mark, but I think this is the third line that they sort of have mapped out, maybe. Uh, Kevin Rooney, Michael Backlund, Blake Coleman. Backlund and Coleman are almost definitely going to be sort of joined at the hip. And Back then they're going to be there for a sure. winger, a winger of some kind. I think like Rooney was good. Uh, granted, they were playing at home and they're playing against a, uh, you know, uh, a team that you know, Seattle that, you know, they had most of their stars and all their stars, but Rooney was good. Rooney made some good plays. I, I, I'm Kevin Rooney's growing on me. I think he can be your fourth line center or a bottom six winger and somewhere. And I he think he can play on either side and up the middle. He's a versatile tool he's, that yeah, he's plug in anywhere. He's at this point, I think he's basically your poor man's for a leak where he's, he's your line fixer right now in terms and of, he's in, you don't know what to do with somebody. Throw him around. Like he's not the guy getting the promotion to play with Kadri or uh, Lindholm. He's yeah. in the bottom six. You shuffle other people around and you're like, well, it doesn't matter. Cause where's the hole. Oh, well, we'll just put Rooney there. Because he yeah, fit. Exactly. So, uh, two other guys I think are definitely on the team Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis. Trevor yeah. Lewis is dirt cheap and has a couple Stanley Cups. Nazem Ka- or uh, Milan Lucic is not dirt cheap, but I mean, he's big Cup. and he's got a cup ring and he's, you know, he's he's on the team. He's, he's got ours. a no, he's, he's got, got a no, he's, he's got a no move. So you can't send down. He would 
you know, he, you can't throw him on waivers because he'd say no. So for better or for worse, Luch is on the team. It's the final year of his contract. Just, just ride the Luch wave this year, guys. It's, it might be, it might be his last year in Calgary. It might not be. I don't know. It might know. be his last year ever, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I think if nothing else, he's on the team. So the easy decisions are all made. That leaves us. Craig well, then there's another guy that has right. to be on their roster. Who? Radim Zohorna. No, he doesn't. He can't go back down. He yes, he can. They'd have to wave him again. Yeah, well, he, Pittsburgh would just take it back. Yeah, so <laughs> like, like, you're playing Zahorna against the two games against Winnipeg, and if he sucks, you throw him on waivers, and you didn't give up nothing to get him. Yeah, so if he, he gets goes back again, to Pittsburgh, yeah, or he goes to Wilkes-Barre. So I mean, I don't know, but I don't know. I, I was it? There's the guys we have left: uh, Richie, Rizichka, Eakin, Milano, uh, Zahorna. Um, I I'll say this: I don't think they signed either Cody Eakin or Sonny Milano. Cody Eakin is the better of the two. If you said to me, Ryan, they really need a fourth line center and Cody Eakin can kind of do everything. He's basically a less good Kevin Rooney with better hair. I'd say, first of all, Kevin Rooney's hair is fine. Second of all, yeah. Okay. okay, I can, I, I think Eakin's fits what the flames want out of their fourth line better than Milano is fit what the flames want out of, there anything i i watched milano in that game against seattle at the saddle dome i watched him a lot he did not look good in any of the three zones he was there was uh, the flames for those of you who have joined us before and watched the flames a lot you know this for those of you who are relatively new welcome the flames play what we affectionately known as structure breakouts, as in it's quick pass at the boards, quick pass to a guy in the middle, and then boom, you're out. And then they try to they try to have quick passes out of the zone, and mm-hmm. they try to generate uh, speed through the neutral zone with passes and puck movement. So and if you can't pass, pass, pass it, and all of a sudden everyone out. transitions and there's three guys moving in one direction, Milano basically biffed two or three breakouts in a single shift in their own zone. And thankfully they, you know, didn't end up in goals because the flames were, you know, Jacob Marks was in good shape, but it was like, there was some times where you're like, what is Milano doing? And I've had that. He was okay in the neutral zone. He was kind of like his, his bread and butter. I think the thought process was this here was probably the hopes and dreams that Milano and the flames had when he signed the PDO. Milano will be fine in the neutral zone and the, and the defensive <laughs> zone. And then attacking zones where he's going to make his bread and butter. He'll, he'll make some passes. He'll make, get the nice shots off. Worst case, he'll be a guy who finds the quiet areas of the ice and gets shots off. Maybe you could call him a poor man's Sean Monaghan, but with hips that work. That was probably the hope. It has not materialized in any of the games he played in. All right. I was because I'm sick and I was home all day. I was on natural statric and they have preseason statistics. And I was like, Oh, let's check the flames total and aggregate. Um, Sonny Milano's expected goals ratio is somewhere in the 35 ish percent. And he played two games against almost all AHL lineups. That's just not acceptable. That's you're getting outplayed. You're getting out chanced. And, and like the first few games, sure. You're getting, you're getting ready. But then, and everyone screaming, we I'm, haven't I'm tried so, him with I'm good sorry. linemates. I'm, I'm like, I'll, I, I'm going inter- to interject here. I'm going to interject here. If you have an NHL contract, if you're on one way, or even if you're an age, a guy who's coming into camp on your two way or whatever, like say 
let's just say I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Brett Ritchie because Brett Ritchie's easy to pick on in this situation. But let's yeah. say you're Brett Ritchie. Brett Ritchie has a what a I think he's on a two-way deal, fairly expensive two-way deal. Mm, he's on a one he, oh he's on a one-way. He's on he a, a one-way. He's on the seven fifty K one-way, the league minimum one-way. Yeah. So if you're Brett Ritchie, Brett Ritchie did not sign until like the eleventh hour. He kind of figured he would, but he didn't sign till late. So if you're Brett Ritchie, you know you're you know the coach, you know the teammates, you know the building, you know every you know you're used to it, you're comfortable. I can I can begrudge Brett Ritchie, who is on the team until he plays his way off of it. I think Brett Ritchie can spend that first game against Vancouver knocking the rust off. I mean, he's, he just signed. Maybe he didn't know where to be playing. There is some question marks around Brett Ritchie's, uh, you know, employment for the current year, like where he'd be and those kind of things. Okay. If you're Brett Ritchie, you can knock the rust off. If you're Jonathan Huberdeau, you're Jonathan Huberdeau. You got to, you set the NHL's record for assists by a left wing last year. You could take a couple games to get your shit together. If you're Jonathan Huberdeau, because well, new Jonathan Huberdeau, in the house. Yeah, and, and like Kadri, like oh, there's a lot of guys where you're like you're figuring stuff out. Rooney was another guy, but I thought Rooney picked it up pretty well. And honestly, the three guys we just name dropped, Huberdo, Rooney, Kadri, seem to have picked up assistance pretty well. So far, they haven't really, you know, there's occasional blips, but you're not really pointing them going like, what the hell is that guy doing? If you're Sonny Milano or or Cody Eakin and you do not have a contract, you got to attack these spacing days and games like you're Michael Stone. You got to be going like just playing every friggin' shift like it's game seven in the Stanley Cup final because if you suck, they might send you home tomorrow. They can't well, do that to the other guys. It's you don't have a job. You don't have a guaranteed job. Like why? It's a job interview. You should, be, you should be prime conditioned. You should have been ready to go. You should have done game tape for the team ahead of time, know what kind of system they play and not just rely on your pure skill. That's arrogant. Like, like you, you need to become ready to play and you haven't shown any of it. Like to me, he was like minimum level, like replacement level in all those games he played. Like he yeah. didn't show the, the, any the, flashes, the, no the, great passes. He can, he can has been decent to pretty good in most of the games. Like granted, he's Eakin been in sort of a complimentary role. Some of those passes you mentioned Milano making, Eakin has sent some friggin' bombs. I think I wrote into the ethereal plane. He has sent some back passes just nowhere near anybody across the ice right on. We, we affectionately call day. those the Todd Bertuzzi passes to oblivion. Yes, that's exactly. He's done that in every single game he's played so far. Like, and, he's actually and, in and the right spots, but oh my God, you can't have that. That can't yeah, happen. And, and honestly, like, if we're talking about the PTOs, like, I think Milano he's been various degrees of fine to that one game where he was a bit yikes against Seattle. Egan has sort of been good shit. Like Egan is from shift to shift decent, but then occasionally be like, what was that? Yeah. Oh, if, you, if, you're, like, if, if you're judging them on body work, when it's I bad, don't it's know if you take either of them. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The guys you have okay. are better. Okay. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And we were talking about the bubble guys. Uh, we talked about Mackie and Malosh and all those waivers down there. I, you can't put Adam Rizicka on waivers. That guy's gone. His his size, his skill, uh, his ability to score. No team's gonna let that stay on the waiver wire. His age, I think he's only twenty three. Like that's 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 a easy claim for me. If I'm a lower level GM with weak center skills, I'm like, yeah, I'm taking him all day. Okay. So of the bubble guys, I I have no Eakin, no Milano. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, if you're carry, if you're 
if we're how, okay, here's my question to you: How many forwards are they carrying? Thirteen. Thirteen. Well, okay. you got you so, just don't know with the money situation. Who do you and, who do you? There's there's one spot. There's two spots and three guys. Then Rizicka, yeah, Richie, Zahorna. Well, I think he keeps Zahorna and Rizicka, and well, I mean, if you want to wave Richie, 15, and he can, but you can wave Richie, and he's not. It's not like he's playing in Stockton. He's in Calgary. Same situation as Stone. Like Richie and Stone, I put literally in the exact same category. They're good extra guys. They can sit in the box. It's fine when they get plugged in. They'll do a good job in the role they're given. And if they need to go to the minors, guess what? Richie's still getting seven hundred fifty thousand dollars no escrow in the minors. So, you know, was he really? Yeah, of course you want to play in the NHL, but like when playoffs come and stuff like that, Richie will be up. Like Richie will be yeah. there in in this. Okay, play. for for your. I, I would have then Rizicka as my fourth line center between Lucic and Lewis. Well, if you're going to put Rooney on the wing, then yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I, I, I think I think you do that because because you have Rooney, you basically have five centers on the roster. Lewis can take can play some center two and take draws. So you if the idea is if Rizicka plays his way out of that position game to game, you have a couple guys on the on the bench already who can bail him out and sort of ease the pressure on him a bit. And I think, I think that helps. Uh, Zahorna hasn't played a lot of NHL, hasn't played a lot of center at the pro level. Richie can't play. Well, he doesn't, he's not a center. He plays a right wing period. Yeah. So I mean, just right. (laughs) So yeah, if, if the, and I would, I would assume when, here's the thing though. Here's my, here's my thing. So I have the same, I have the same view. I, I, I'm indifferent between Zahorna and Richie at this point. I think with Richie, at least you kind of know what he is for better or for worse. Zahorna is all potential. Versus the devil you don't. Yeah. So I think I'm kind of, if you flip a coin between Zahorna and Richie, I probably slightly lean Richie because you know, his deficits and you know, his strengths and he's a red shot. So I, I think that they're going to want to give the six. I think they're going to want to get the six foot six big guy that can play a little bit more runway than just a couple preseason games. Like they got and, him late. And, and maybe, away. maybe you like, I think Richie probably clears. So maybe you, you know, you keep Zahorna around for a couple of weeks, you get a, a sense well, of can, what he could do. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, you switch those two guys. Well, you could keep 14, like you could keep 14 and just send, um, who is it down? Um, I can't remember. But you could keep 14 and 60. Like you could do that. Cause then the seventh D in effect is Shillington and you're still cap compliant. So like, like that's, that's possible. Uh you got to remember they'll get a bit more cap space if they do send value. Okay. So you and I have them, yeah. you and I have them, uh, we're waving. I'm just doing them the math in my head, my friend. So, yep. uh, just, uh, I, and yeah, you can see my reflection friends. If you're watching this on video, I'm looking at a spreadsheet, baby. Uh, Pike has the best so spreadsheet on Huberdo, the Kadri, Toffoli, Majapani, Lindholm, Coleman, Lucic, Backland, Dubay, Zahorna, Rooney, Lewis, Rizicka, and do we? You're waving Richie. I'm waving Richie. Okay. I'm waving Valimaki. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. Mackie. So and then so your 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 six is Malosh. Yep. At nine fifty. Okay. So here's the here's the thing. Here's 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 the complication, and I think the Flames need to juggle. So with this is us carrying thirteen forwards, six defensemen, and uh, two goalies. So this is yeah thirteen. Nineteen twenty one. Yeah, this is us carry, we have two extra roster spots to flex guys in and out on uh, game well, days or one, really only one because we're counting Shillington. You're counting Shillington's cap. You're not counting Shillington the body. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they still have room for two. They have the roster spot. Money. Still. So yeah. Yeah. based right. on the math, I have the Flames with one point six six two five, like one one million six hundred sixty two thousand five hundred dollars of cap space. So here's the thing. So you can accrue it, but here's here's the sub question: How worried are you about someone claiming Connor Mackey? Because you could carry seven, you could if do thirty two. And you if could your season is going to be defined on a seventh D waiver claim, then you don't have a very good team. Period. If your if your entire season is going to be defined based on the guy that you actually cut because he's not in your starting lineup, and the other guy that normally would have a spot will come back at some point, knock on wood, hopefully, then yeah, then you don't have a good team. Yeah. And okay. And so in this in this team. in this situation, would you do you have when Shillington's back, whenever he's back? Do you have Malosh as your seven, or do you basically you're nope. you're sort of Malosh is an NHL D man. He played 56 games last year, and from all three games I've watched him play this year, he hasn't done anything to determine that he's not. Yeah. And to he me, there he's 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 a metronome to me. Yeah. I I my 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 dad coached to be in uh, in, in uh, minor hockey, and his thing is like I played a couple years of D, and then they moved me up to to be a, a complimentary checking winger because I did not have a lot of talent. I was good at skating. And I could back check. That was the only thing I had. Uh, well, that's, I don't so know this is how I made the NHL friends. Uh, but, but his whole thing was, he's like, he's like, son, you're playing on the blue line. Unless you're, unless you're like blasting things on that from the point, I just don't want to notice you. And Malosh, you just don't notice him. That's comp. And, and I, who, I can't go. remember. I read that the other day. Someone said, that's a compliment. I think it was Mike Matheson of the Habs. He said, yeah, sometimes you don't notice him out there. And he goes, that's, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. if you don't see me, that means I didn't mess up. So both of us. So, so we have the Flames starting with twenty-one. Uh, basically, uh, the guys. Th- just to summarize, are what we think. You anticipate the cap decision. The cap decisions would be. Uh, let's see. Wolf down doesn't need waivers. That's easy. Uh, AHL deal of some kind for Stone, and then maybe if if Malosh struggles or you decide to shuffle things up. You can easily sign Stone midseason to a league man deal or a one way deal or whatever. And be prorated he doesn't he doesn't need waivers to go and sign the NHL. If you're sending him back down on an AHL deal, he does. But if you're he's on an AHL deal, there's no waivers. So I think that's a workaround, and I think it might be a thing that works out pretty well. Uh, depending, uh, they we have them. Yeah, we have them uh, grinning and bearing it and eating the hit on Balamaki on waivers hoping I guess hope that Mackey doesn't get claimed on waivers. We have them saying bye-bye to the two PTOs, Eakin and Milano. And we have them, I believe crossing their fingers and closing their eyes and hoping that Brett Ritchie clears the waivers. And then that's the team, 21 players, uh, 13 forwards, six defensemen, two goalies, primarily designed to stash cap space as they amble along. You remember this is a team that was able to, Freaking trade for Tyler Toffoli midseason because they were smart with the cap space. So I was I think, just about to get into that. I was, I was gonna yeah. say, but just the one thing is just because we cut Milano, because I mean he hasn't earned anything, doesn't mean Brad won't go out and acquire the proper winger at some point this year. Who's to say? Especially to say? if he's got cap space that he can accrue. So I mean, we just everyone just saw it. The man worked his friggin' magic this summer and got two fantastic three fantastic top end players which to which I was going to mention Kadri I'm going to do that now he's fit seamlessly 
he hasn't looked out doesn't of he, place. Doesn't he look like he's worn that sweater for his entire career? He, he looks like he knows that system inside and out. He drives the play. He, he I knew he was a possessive magnet. I like I used to watch him. He, he's ass. he's basically the puck's going to a stick. Okay, we if he wants we, to enter we, the we zone, made people, because of the physical resemblance to to Brett Goldstein. Uh, people made the Roy Kent comments about uh, about Dylan Dubé. Yeah, uh, I love that. Nazem Kadri's playing style is more like the way Roy Kent from Ted Lasso is described. In that, like he he skates like he's mad at the ice. Mean man. Yeah, and, and who else to play with than one of the Blasty Bros and Dubes? So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens to that. But I'm I'm really curious how close we are to what they actually do. I am anticipating them being really clever or attempted to be clever with a waiver wire because you know they're they're they want to stash as much money oh. as they can because yeah. I I think they see they got value last year with their cap space when they flip Pitlick uh and and turn their other cap space into a Tyler Toffoli. So yes. what else can and you know we will we'll do this uh the folks at the athletic just came out with the, their season projections. They're not standings projections they're simply ranking the teams by expected points value which yes is standings based, based on based Dom's model. Based, yeah, based on the model, not their opinions. Yeah, so Sean, uh, Sean Gentile, uh, John Lecession, and Shayna Goldman uh, yeah. put those together. Uh, all of them are awesome. Uh, Shayna breaks news now, which is great because yeah. Shayna's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, they, they ranked uh, the top two teams in the league, and I know people have been freaking out about this all day. One is the Toronto Maple Leafs, and two is the Calgary Flames. Uh, if you go on uh, Daily Faceoff, our, our dear friend uh, and uh, uh, president of hockey content, uh, Frank Sarvali, uh, he made uh, he made uh, two <laughs> predictions, which will make people go. Hmm. One is the Flames will play the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs and beat them in the rematch, Win. and the other one will be the Flames return to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 2004 and lose and lose <laughs> to Carolina. So, yeah, it's this is a long way of saying. I don't know. The Daryl Sutter, Daryl Sutter is the second hottest coach in the NHL. Like he the, should be. The, Right. This is to say the Flames. The Flames think they have a good team. They they've acted like they have a good team. They're building their team like they have a good team. They're going to hoard their cap space like they have a good team because they they want to have the ability to add something at some point, possibly at the deadline, maybe midseason. Who knows? But they want to have the ability to do things. And the easiest way to do things in a cap world is to have cap space. And like like Shane said, uh, maybe it would come at the expense of having to grin and bear it on, uh, you know, closing your eyes and crossing your fingers and hoping you shall ballot or hoping that uh, Connor Mackey makes it to waivers. Maybe it's maybe you throw a, a draft pick at someone so they take uh, Yusuf Mackey off your hands because I love you so. I think he's still got a lot of potential. He, I don't think he's going to reach the potential in Calgary. And because I think much like for the Sam- someone to pay for him is long gone. Yeah. And I, and I think, okay, like let's, I'm a draft guy disclosure. It'll become very obvious at some point how much of a draft guy I am, but I'm a draft guy. And I think I, I hate the idea of eating, like saying Arizona, here's a fifth rounder, take you. So, but it might come to that. And it might, it might what is it? What is if you there's a thing so the way the the way the the cap space works at the trade deadline is essentially the trade deadline is forty I think this year it's forty two days from the end of the season so it's essentially in a hundred eighty five day season it's time to do some math kids uh hundred eighty five divided forty two so basically it's you have just over a quarter of the season left so it's multiply your cap space 
that you've accrued on deadline day by four, that's how much cap space you can add. So just use Valenaki's cap space, can, you can add a $1.87 million player and still be compliant. With so the 1.6? On deadline day, how much is a $1.8, $1.85 million player worth to you? Is it worth a fifth rounder? Much like, okay, as much as it sucked for the Flames to, you know, grin and bear it and eat the hit on, they, they gave up a first round pick, a first round pick, a top 32 pick in a draft many years from now to get rid of Sean Monahan's cap hit so they could afford to add a Nazem Kadri. If you said to I'm me, they did. okay, would you be cool with eating Nazem, eating a, a first rounder to add Nazem Kadri? I think a lot of people go, how many years? Yeah, okay, sure. At the very least, short term, if the idea is, you know, if the idea is you're in full, you know, burn the boats mode, first rounder for, for the cap space to add Nazem Kadri is an easy yes. What is the price you'd be comfortable eating to open up the cap space that you wouldn't have to be spending on Yusuf Elamaki? Not much. Not much in my personal opinion. Not like, like. If, if I, if I'm. Any of the t- if I ask you for a fourth or a fifth, is that too much or is that enough? I mean, that's about rate and slot. It's just a matter of if you feel like it's necessary. And if you, you know, maybe, you know, if I, no one wants him, you probably I've, fine with him in the minors. I've got two. Oh, I want the cap space. If I'm the flames, I want the cap space. I would love the cap space. Yes. I've got two words for you, my friend. Conditional pick. I oh, think, yeah. I think there's, I think there's a, a deal to be made there. I and I'd love for the Flames to make a deal and then regret it because Yuso ends up doing awesome things later. That'd be awesome for That'd him. be workout. I you know, sometimes these sometimes change it. I'll say this look at Sam Bennett. Sometimes change the scenery trades work for everybody. Yeah, well that I was getting into earlier. Like Bennett, the style was never gonna work in Calgary. Bennett, like I said, he he was an all running gun, shoot him, like give up, give up a lot defensively to get all the chances offensively. Well, that works in Florida. That works in Florida. That's awesome. That's what they want to do. In Calgary, not so much. So it, yeah. just, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. So, you know, maybe this is, that's what I was saying. Like maybe a team with a bad defense can take a chance on you. So whether it's on waivers or not, and if it doesn't work out, you just don't qualify. Like yeah. it, it just costs you a bit of money at the end of the day. And maybe the conditional pick is you get like, I don't know, a sixth that turns into a fifth if he does things or a fifth that turns into a fourth or something. 41 games for you. This yeah, like I, I, I think, I think there's an architecture of a deal to be made somewhere because like, to, will it suck to trade a you First, know, future fifteenth uh, overall pick? Yeah. yeah, trade Uso and a conditional pick for futures. It's not ideal, but if you think if you're if you if you're it's serious win now mode, baby, it's yeah, win if you think now, you win a Stanley Cup and the extra one point whatever million dollars at the deadline, it'll it'll help. It'll yeah. help. Yeah, I have absolute based after the summer. I have absolute faith in Brad to get stuff figured out. He seems to be one of the best GMs in the entire league. And uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot worse people you could put it in their hands and it could end up in a tire fire. I, I don't have that thought about Brad for living at all. You, uh, I, I really trust him. You think we hear about a weaker extension before the season? Or you think that becomes, I don't want to deal with this again, please. For the love of everything good in this fan base, get it done. Yeah. This, this another be... year of this crap. No, thank you. As much as much as we don't usually get a lot of big news uh, right around trade, he's played well. Yeah, Cutter like, loves him. Said he's one of the most coachable players he's ever had. Like that two things right there, plus his history, lock him up, lock him up. 
Yeah. Not enough debating. If it's over uh, signing bonus or squabble, eat it. Call Murray up. Call Murray up. Hey, hey. It's easy for us to say do it because hey, I, I have no sympathy for millionaires, man. Just spend your damn money. I don't have it. You spend it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be just a it's gonna be a fascinating season, man. Like I'm excited. It's 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 new. It's crazy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be dramatic. And I just am ready to hit go and pedal to the metal, man. Ready to rock. I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, Flames Nation Radio is delivered by DoorDash and presented to you every week by our dear friends at Eau Claire Distillery, the makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, it is when this, by the time you listen to this, it will be Thursday, a week away from the onset for the Calgary Flames of the regular season. Uh, so we'll be back with you in a week. Uh, Shane and I will tee up the season. Uh, it'll, we'll tee up what's going to be a really, really, really interesting few days, games to begin the regular season. The Flames open the season Thursday, the 13th of October, at home at the Saddle Dome against the Colorado oh, Avalanche. Stanley Cup um, champions. Oh, Naz will get his ring. There, there were few teams that I thought meshed well together stylistically like the flames and the avalanche, the avalanche with the flames want to be when they grow up champions and also an incredibly entertaining hockey club to watch. That'll, that'll be just, that'll be really fun to watch. Uh, Jerry Bednar coaching against Daryl Sutter, uh, two very good teams going against each other. And then Saturday night, first hockey night of Canada, the season, October 15th, the flames go up the road to Rogers place to face the Edmonton oil Oilers, the team that eliminated them from the Stanley Cup playoffs in five games. Uh, the flames got eliminated on home ice in the last meaningful game played at the saddle dome before this uh, season began. Uh, and the Oilers will begin their season facing the flames and the flames will hope for some revenge. So right away, we're going to have some fun storylines. We'll get into all those next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening, watching and supporting uh, Flames Nation and the entire Nation Network family of sites. Uh, we're really excited for the season and hope and just are really flattered and uh, humbled that you guys are all along for the ride. So hopefully we have some fun. For Shane, I'm Ryan. We'll see y'all next week for the preview edition of the podcast where we look at the first few games of the season. Take care, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 